0: Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. Uh, <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate "Say Your Mind" podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that, but why? Why, why is it rate right? um, uh, anyway? <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs>
1: It's the fence Prunani woman-ness Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea yeah, We are go sipping oh, Hard time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something you never I know I'll let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say your mind Say your mind
0: I know it's hard to trust sometimes but it's harder to be lonely, hey, eh? so you gotta get to know me, big tune, coffee, big tune, wow, um, yeah, I didn't have a song this week, I just wanted to I've been playing that that song all week by coffee, and I thought, well, yeah, why not? That's clearly a message for somebody out um out there in the world I'm saying somebody like the message isn't also for me like sometimes you have to let people be your friends you know because honestly it's harder to be lonely um even if you think that it's harder to trust people it's harder to be lonely look at me starting with the word and we haven't even begun the podcast oh my god oh my god oh my god Anyway, it's me, Kalechi, in a block club place to be. And you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, Suck Your Mum. It is 10. My Apple Watch, the batteries died. I didn't charge it last night. No, it's 9.34. I want to be out of here so quickly. You lot are probably hearing that thinking, haha, no, you won't be. But I plan to be because I've been out all day. Um, I've been shooting something amazing with Linda Blacker. Um, Kevin Morosky, Tom Dunn, um, Shaniqua, Destiny, Sunita Dante and Jasmine I think is that everybody did I miss anybody out um no I don't think I did I think that was then that was all of us and the two amazing patrons who joined me as well we did something really really great and I hope to be able to share it with you incredibly soon um yeah big things are gone you know It's great stuff and it's great to have. And that's it. Because, you know, it's harder to be lonely because when you have people that you can work with that help to make the things that you desire and require a reality. Life flows in a in an interesting way. It really, really does. Um, big up Richie. Big up Richie Brave for his um one extra talks live show that I went to. Well, yesterday, I guess at this point because I'm recording on a Sunday. Um, at the Roundhouse. Big up the receipts. They had um, their live show receipts and friends. Um, in the other auditorium at the same time, but I was a, a guest on Richie's um at Richie's show alongside well, we weren't in the same panel, but Dawn Butler, Baby Girl and um, Nicholas Tyrell and um, Ashley Louise. And it was just really, really cute. It was really cute. um, Talking about freedom of speech. And the thing is, freedom of speech directly runs parallel to freedom to get clarted. You know, like you can't expect that you can just, well, as Dawn Butler put it, it's not even freedom of speech. That's the issue it's freedom to abuse. And a lot of people want freedom to abuse and they don't want to deal with the repercussions. And that is, you know, that's part of the problem. But, um, yeah, so I'm exhausted. It's nine 30. So I'm just trying to zoom through this so I can actually go home. I have brought all of my, uh, things, my kit that I had with me all day brought it here I've even still got these eyelashes on like my whole makeup is still on I've taken off the hair but let me tell you a baby girl was looking flamey a baby girl was looking fly a baby girl was looking cute sorry that's my musical theater coming out um no but the looks were absolutely sick so yeah can't wait for it to be out there for you all to see um you can see i'm delirious from tiredness because i don't know what the hell i'm doing right now um but let's get into the things it also meant that i missed the um as uh, grand prix baku the baku circuit my back my back my oh that's i have to call it my back my back Baku. That's what I've got to call this episode because the way that, well, we'll get into it in Start Your Motors, but the way that the W13, that's the model of the car that we've got at Mercedes, AMG, Petronas F1, all the labels and titles that they want to put on it. That's the car we've got this year. And the way that it was doing my back, my back to Lewis, it was, we need to name him Sir Lewis, Goodass as for them, Hamilton, because my back, my back, my back, my blood clot, because that car was, that poor poisoning is actually a mad thing, it's absolutely a mad thing, and I'm going to save it for later, let, let me just calm down, because I have things to say, even though I didn't get to watch the race, because I had to come straight from the shoot to here, but um, let's get into the tarot, innit, let's get into the tarot quickly, quick things, so which letter did I choose, I tried to prepare, on my own, Pretending he's no sorry. There was a girl that used to sing like that in um uh, at Brit school. It's very funny, and the teacher would be like, "Oh, you see how she's singing? She's wobbling her lips, you know, just like Whitney Houston, (laughs) just like Whitney
1: Houston, (laughs) Whitney Hugh, Whitney Hugh, Whitney what?" Whitney
0: Houston. No, I don't think so. Maybe Whitney, Mississippi. Yeah. Whitney Nashville, but Whitney Houston. <laughs> I don't think so, baby. I don't think so. Um. Let's see. So this letter says here. Hi, Kolechi. I hope you're well and aren't recording this week's podcast in the early hours of the morning. No, just late at night, but thank you. I've been listening to your podcast religiously for a year now and your voice accompanies me on my commutes to work on the tube. I wanted to send a tarot request. I've been feeling super restless, claustrophobic and like I'm not aligned with my purpose for a few months now. I'm a Leo with an ascending Libra and I feel like sometimes... I never feel truly fulfilled with what I'm doing and as if I need more onto the next thing um or oh no, as if I need to move that should say I think because there was an R instead of a V as I need to move on to the next thing is it just who I am that I will always feel as if I'm not quite fulfilled or is it truly because I'm not aligned with my purpose something Kevin said at your live show about how your soul shines and everything comes naturally to you when you're aligned with your purpose stuck with me and I've been thinking about it ever since would you be able to pull some cards and see what the spirit says shall I continue powering through and hope I will find my way or do I need to take that time out um I need to restart and refresh I've had the itch to travel Take some time out and just give myself the space I need to reevaluate my life and my purpose. It is so easy in this capitalist society to feel as though rest is the enemy and that you need to be moving on to the next thing and the next thing. But recently, I've just been feeling so jaded by it all. Sending you love and light. Thank you for always being unashamedly you forever and always. Thank you, baby. Okay, so... Should I go or should I stay? I don't know. That doesn't go how it goes. What is the answer to this for this um person? This queer, is it the querient Quer? I don't know English, jerry Always knowing English up and down. When English isn't even meant to be my first language. Almost I can't come and kill myself. Nonsense and ingredients. Um what is the answer spirit? Let's see. I know it's hard to trust sometimes, but it's harder to be lonely. I can't wait to meet Coffee. I feel like we'd get on. I like her vibe. Oh, was, yeah, her vibe. I think it's yeah. But I like Coffee's vibe. Uh, okay, what have you got here? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So you've got the Hermit card in reverse. You've got the Six of Cups in reverse. You've got the Son of Wands in reverse. So that's the Page of Wands, and then you've got the Four of Wands in reverse. And at the bottom of the deck, you've got the Five of Pentacles. Um, the Hermit here is I. The message I'm getting is that you need to read your thing you need to do some inner reflection into childhood memories is the first thing that I'm getting from this um because there's some kind of it feels like the block happened when you were younger because I'm seeing the page of wands I don't know if there was a another little boy present or something or it was some kind of relationship when you were much younger but there's something about how that because I'm looking at four of wands in reverse as well so I don't know if it was a childhood sweetheart or something but there's some kind of blockage that's happening where you're not trusting yourself and this memory seems locked away which is why the hermit is there with the with the with the lamp asking you to look inwards because sometimes something's happening in our adult life and we're just like oh my god i don't know and then and and obviously I know that I'm talking from a pl- position of privilege here, but this is why I appreciate therapy because I could have been talking to my therapist before. I haven't had a therapy session in absolutely ages. Can you tell? Um, but, um, you know, when I was having my therapy sessions, um, so many of them, um, what, so, you know you'd be talking about something and then actually your mind would then go to the most random place that you didn't even consider that this thing was connected to that thing because it was not something that you were consciously thinking about and so this is the message here there is something that you're not consciously thinking about that is at the root of you feeling like um you're not in alignment what if the unknown is the journey. You know, like sometimes we talk about, oh, I need to find my path. I need to find, and honestly, it's not just you. You mentioned that you're a Libra rising. I know another Libra rising. No, I know a few Libra risings, right? And they're in the same position. They're in the exact same position, the Libra risings that I know, where they are also feeling like they don't know where they belong or where they're meant to go from here. And the ones that I know I can see that, that it is coming from something that they need to, um, reckon with within themselves, because what do you really, what do you really want? Who are you? Every time people go, I don't know, um, where I'm meant to be going. We have to come back to, well, who, who is the you that is going? Because if you know the who, then you'll ultimately, you'll find the where. Oh, spirit, that is a word. You know, I'm tired and you're still making me channel some accuracies. Yo, that is incredible. Um, We have to know the the who to know the where, or at least the who right now, because we're ever evolving, ever expanding beings. Right. But we have to know the who to know the where. Right. And right now you're being asked to know the who there is. It feels like something that you haven't quite thought about. That is there. Maybe it's about you also going and thinking about the things. If we're talking about Son of Wands in reverse, maybe going to think about the things that you found passion in as a child, because that you mentioned capitalist society even in your email. The way this fucking capitalist society beats our ambitions and our true passions out of us because we're told, you know, especially if you're, you know, black or you're from a specifically, I'd say in this case, like an African household, right? like everybody from when you're young you're made to feel like if you don't want to be a doctor nurse lawyer uh, I don't know even an accountant that you know you're a piece of shit and that's hard on somebody but it's harder to be lonely sorry sorry I'm really promoting this song and coffee's album like I'm getting paid for it like it's an affiliate link but honestly I remember feeling so out of sorts and I'm a Libra son. So I get what you Libra risings are going through because basically I am living what you are aspiring to be. Not me personally, but you get what I mean. Like that kind of, um, kind of, um, what would you call it? The energy that I feel to kind of be like, Oh, and what else can I discover in myself to strike a balance? That is what you are aspiring for, right? Like, Being able to feel uh, confident to find that balance, you know, because you look at people who have the sun to your rising and how they are manifesting that thing. Obviously, there are so many intricacies with charts and whatever else, but you kind of just on a basic level look at what they're doing with it, and that's what you're being asked to do. The 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 larger version of right. Um. So I say that to say, like, what passion was beaten out of you? and it's funny that the word beaten came up, but you may not have been beaten, but it just feels like it was very much beaten out of you, what you really, really wanted to do, because somebody told you that it was like silly, and it was ridiculous, and ultimately, I know that for a lot of our parents, they just wanted financial security for us, but it was just like, I also want to explore what I can be in this life i was reading a Ch- uh, the chani update because i'm recording so late and chani the chani app they released the um the week's astrology um on a sunday um in like around 6 p.m. or something um london time so i saw something that says like Do you don't you want to make the most of why you're here in this kind of um blink of time fam in the grand scheme of things we are here for like a second all of this life that we're living, all of this soft life that you man are doing, which is great, I love that for you, if you like it, I fucking love it, but all of the things that we're doing, we're here, and it's just like in a blink of an eye, we are not here, and I, and we, and that's not saying that we won't, we'll have long lives, relatively long lives based on, um, that's what I pray over all of our lives, except if you're a jankro and you're, um, a hate listener then I don't pray for much for your life but um I think about that and I you know I pray for a long life I pray for good health for all of us but I just think about the fact that it is so quick and so do you not owe it to yourself to see what this life how good this life can get do you not owe that to you like why are you undeserving Of the best parts Of this experience If you are of the belief That there's nothing after this Boom (laughs) Come on then Go on then Go on then Like do something In it Like if there's nothing after this Fam Do the Do your worst I'm not saying do your worst No I'm saying do your best Do you get me like do your best, like, enjoy, like, what do, who do you want to, who are you, and what do you want to do with the person that you are, what do you want to experience, like, how good can it get for you right now, and if you do believe that there is something after this, fam, do you want to repeat this, do you want to repeat this, it's kind of like, I've always said that I see life as, like, one of these games that I play on like my um, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch, send me a new one immediately, Um, Lev's been fiddling with mine, but um, also like you're playing this game and because I've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, don't ask me how I'm doing because you're going to trigger me and I'm going to get upset and I might cry, Um, I haven't left that shrine that I told you about the last time because that fucking robot keeps fucking me up and I refuse to go back, and start again, or even, no, I'm the kind of person I'm like, I'm going to push through until I kill this um, robot thing. Anyway, I say that to say that, you know, when the robot brocks you up and then you come back to that same place again, and you've got the, some of your tools from before and you have to go at it again, and you've learned some stuff from the first time. I don't want that for you. Like, let's try and beat up the robot this time let's try and beat up the robot this time, whatever the robot might represent, I think it's white supremacist heteropatriarchy, but it could, you know, be, you know, more microcosmic than that, but whatever it is to you, let's try and beat up the robot this time, yeah, so we don't have to do that part again, so we can go and see what else is there in another galaxy far, far away, like, let's, let's do that, let's do that, and that's what you're being called to, because there's something about um, a passion from your childhood that you would have wanted to go towards that actually is the form of your stability but I also like I said get the vibe of there's some kind of childhood sweetheart that there was some kind of um, thing or repression there that whether you realize it or not it is affecting how you're choosing things um how worthy you feel of choosing things how smart you think you are how creative you think you are and you are all of those things you're amazing but you have to own it you're amazing and you have to own it right um and so when we see the five of pentacles here it's like you're you've been in a state of um because i'm using the um, afro goddess Kana's card or whatever she called it so i'm using that and you know, the image here, she's in front of the gate. I'm not, rec- I forgot to say that this isn't video for a while. I need to get my video. My video is great, but I need to get the platform right that I'm using to record it. So videos will be back soon on YouTube basically. So she's on the side of the gate where the tree is barren and she's trying to get to, she's pointing to wanting to get over the gate to get where the tree has um, the five pentacles growing off, it, um, off of it. And she's pointing at it And even though she's wearing this long black dress, I think she can scale the gate, you know, I think she can scale the gate. And honestly, I think she already has the key to the gate. She has the key to the gate. Whatever it is, you can get over the gate to get to where your coins are. You just have to want to. You just have to believe that you are deserving of what's on the other side of um, what you're calling forward. You have to want it. That's what the message feels like. Um, So I hope that that helps. I hope that that takes you forward. Um actually on that note, I'm still thinking about your um message actually. I saw a tweet where it talks about it's a it's a it's problematic that we um encourage children to have 100 percent attendance at school. Um as if it's bad, you know, because then I remember as somebody that did have great attendance at school, on the hard days, on the days when, you know, at one point we experienced homelessness. All of that stuff. I was still going to school every day. I figured out figure out how to iron my uniform, and you know I will be there. Even that makes me feel emotional. But I would be there, still get my work done, still make sure that my brothers were you know good to go, and all of those things. And we went through a lot as a family. So seeing where we all are now and where well where we're headed, it means the world to me. And that's why my family will always like be my number one to me because I know how tough it's been. And, you know, to know that you had this extra stress of like, I couldn't miss a day of school. And sometimes I didn't want to miss school because it was the only sense of kind of like normality that I had, the only sense of structure that I felt I had. So I was the one that put myself into, you know, um, the RAF Air Cadets because I very much was seeking out structure, very much was seeking out order in a life that felt so disorganized and so, hectic um you know so this whole idea of 100% attendance yeah of course you want them to get the optimal um you know uh resources for their learning but what are people even learning in this sort of society especially in England I feel like what's actually apart from shaming people for ever being ill and missing you know, out in school and encouraging them to come in if they're ill and all of those things and spreading illnesses and all of that stuff. It's also because school, especially school as it pertains to working class people who have to go to particular types of schools, right? It's not gearing you up to be anything other than another cog in the machine, to be another worker. So of course you're going to be encouraged to have 100% attendance because when you become a worker, in um, uh, aka a cog in the system, they want you to keep working and never take days off. And you'll hear people talk about, oh, I've been working this job for thirty years and oh, I've never taken a sick day. Bitch, take your sick days. You've never taken a sick day. Look at look at look at how you're looking haggard right now. Look look how you're looking tired. Take your fucking sick days. But it's like even if do you get what I mean, like they, I've never taken a day off. 30 years, I've done this. Come like Sally in HR. Fam, take a break. Is it your father's company? And even if it's your father's company, that's more of a reason to go and rest, my G. Like, ah, people will really carry their jobs on their head. They'll carry it on their head and then they'll be wondering why they've got a headache. Please, please let us all use sense. So I say all of that to say like, That's where you're going to find, that's where you found yourself, where it's like, I don't want to be another cog in the machine. So remember, go back to remembering what you wanted that was different to this, that was different to all of this. Like, what is your wildest childhood passion? What did you want to be as a child? And people were like, don't be silly. No, you can't do that. What was that? Start from there because there, I think the truth is there and it's waiting for you. So yeah, that's that for um, the tarot. I pray that it resonates with you. If you want to send your tarot question in, send it to SYM at Kelechi or com, and um, hopefully I'll get to it at some point as my inbox, my inbox is very wild, but yeah, do send it. And you know what, even if you feel like, oh, I need the answer right now, don't worry. The answer will always get to you when you most need it. So just send your questions yeah. Send your questions in. So, um, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll use this opportunity to pick up the first of this week's show sponsors who are LinkedIn. This podcast is sponsored by LinkedIn. So do you find that summer comes and all these new businesses pop up or your business suddenly it's like, Oh, I need more people because you know, as the sun is getting harder, people want to holler. <laughs> I just added that. But anyway, the sun's coming out and small businesses are, you know, either back in business because your your business might be a seasonal thing and you're like, you know what, I need more people to grow with me. Well, LinkedIn Jobs helps you to find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Um, so create a free job uh, post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs and you just need to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK for you to start having a good time. And trust me, it helps being able to just find people with the experiences that you need to be able to fulfill the job roles that you um, desire. Anyway, you can add your job um, to LinkedIn jobs uh, with with the hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn. What? You want to finish it. But this is my podcast. Okay, Sally's going to finish it. So just taking over from Kalichi, she was doing a really, really good job. But as I uh, basically, I spearhead innovation. I spearhead innovation within Plant Acorn, I thought that I could sort of just give you an insight into what one would be looking for within HR. So, you know, when we're looking for people, we want people with, um, you know, lovely names, lovely personalities, but obviously we do add extra things like qualifications and the things that we're looking for. So that's why it's good for you to go onto LinkedIn and use all the tools that they have available to you to use. Um, And yeah, it's why small business businesses. We're not a small business. Plant Acon is humongous. But if you are a small business, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Okay. So what I'd like you to do, LinkedIn jobs help you to find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free. So just hop onto their site. All right. It's linkedin.com slash straws. Why is it straws? Why is it straws? What's, what are the straws used for? Okay, carry on. Again, that's LinkedIn jobs. No, sorry. Collect said it's a LinkedIn.com slash straws. I don't even know what that means to post a job for free. And uh, as always, like I put in everybody's contracts, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> well, wow, that was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Sally. Uh, so anyway, back to the episode and let's get into Share Your Magnificence, the first Share Your Magnificence uh, from me this week. Big up yourselves. Big up yourselves to the residents in the Nam Peckham really showed up and showed out because I've been really worried about all of you gentrifiers that have moved into the areas because I'm seeing like bare floristries and and coffee shops and yogurts and yogurt everything popping up all over the place and I'm like look you are displacing good good people so I hope that you know yourselves but you showed that you knew yourselves why because when those motherfuckers arrived and they wanted to um They wanted to deport someone The immigration vans arrived And the police arrived to um, take someone away They were doing a deportation raid Or an immigration raid Whatever the fuck you want to call it And um, everybody gathered And blocked the uh, police officers Blocked their vans And wouldn't let them through And they had to release the person And when I say energy, energy This is what I want to keep seeing This is what we need to be doing In order to tackle this system This is us fighting that robot and beating the robot up. Like, this is it. I'm not saying that you should go and beat them up. I'm just saying that this is us beating the proverbial robot up, like the 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 system that says that these things are okay. Because borders as we know it um, are born of a white supremacist imagination, and they're not very imaginative. Or white supremacy is just not very imaginative, but it will always choose the most harmful things to bring into reality. And so you know, the fact that people are resisting that, that's what I love to see. Anyway, that happened yesterday. I think at this point it was a Saturday. Um, um, it wasn't seven o'clock on the, dro- uh, on the dot in my drop top. Um, but the, they were trying to cruise the streets, you know, these immigration officers and police officers trying to cruise the streets, um, looking for a real cute person to send to Rwanda. It says here, a man arrested for immigration offences was released on bail after protesters gathered in southeast London, say Peckham, say it with chest, on Saturday for hours to block a van he was being transported in from leaving. Video footage posted on Twitter showed a crowd of about of about 200 people sitting on the ground in front of the vehicle in Peckham better. While another clip showed members of the public standing and shouting, "Let him go!" Metropolitan police officers were called to Evan Cook Close near Queens Road Train Station. Don't be my ends, please. Shortly after 1:30 p.m. to report of um, to a report of protesters obstructing immigration officers, and said officers remained at the scene shortly before five. Uh, sh- officers remained at the scene shortly before 5 p.m it is understood the man is Nigerian and was suspected of overstaying his visa but you motherfuckers overstayed in Nigeria in fact who invited y'all bitches who invited y'all in the first place we will be we are here because you were there motherfuckers okay don't get me angry he was released on immigration bail a spokesperson for the force said officers attended and found a van was being prevented from leaving the location one man has been arrested for immigration offences. The Met later said the man was arrested by immigration enforcement officers and has since been released on bail. Footage circulated on social media and was given to journalists of police um, at the protests where officers are seen to be pushing members of the crowd. The Met did not comment when asked on allegations by demonstrators of heavy-handed tactics by some officers to remove some of the protesters who were sitting down in front of the van. Eleanor Janega or is it Yanega from South East London told um Um, told this PA news agency that we were alerted that there was an immigration raid in process um, so locals came down to block it we have been sitting here we had been sitting there what no we had been sitting here blocking the van and having ice lollies you know what I love that fucking energy sit there have ice lollies sit there have a picnic it's better than doing that than sitting um having a picnic under a lynched black person right do these things block the vi- block the violence from from happening for, Block the violence from you know Manifesting further If you're an immigration officer I really feel like you're bottom of the barrel I know that everybody has to get their money And do this and do that But I really believe if you are listening to this And you're an immigration officer The message for you was that tarot to, uh, car to, uh, Go and get another fucking job Because I don't think you were dreaming of being an immigration officer When you were six years old And if you were, wow, fucking hell But unlikely, go and get another job um, they brought more police in and tried to break through the crowd by pushing us. We all sat down. Um, Reginald Popola, a local labor counselor said people had encircled the van peacefully, but that some were pushed during the demonstration. Boko Alas um, added he ha, um, he's been released peaceful protest he's been released and peaceful protest is powerful protest full stop is powerful thank you so much Claudia Webb big up yourself the independent MP for Leicester East commented uh, commended the protesters humanity and solidarity on Twitter this is people power so beautiful to see um, the organisation Lewisham Anti Raids tweeted after four hours of resistance and a crowd of two hundred people they're letting our neighbour go people power wins we're shouting don't come back to peckham good a spokesperson for the home office said preventing immigration enforcement teams from doing their job is unacceptable blocking or obstructing them will not deter them from undertaking the duties that the public rightly expect them to carry out but you're you're an, you're an idiot you that made that comment you're an idiot because they don't want you to carry it out that's why they told you to fuck off I the average person does not want this to happen If they were educated as to the violent nature of borders and why they exist in the first place to further um, embolden and to uphold white supremacy, I don't think they'd be like, rah, go, go through my G. They wouldn't. It's harmful and it's disgusting. Like, so they wouldn't And we'll keep obstructing you Everybody get in their way Everybody pile yourself Lap each other, lap each other Sit on each other's lap Block them And don't let them do what they need to do So two slaps on your chest To all the 200 people that were there Stopping the van from moving And from taking my man away Not my man personally But you know, my you, you get it If you understand the colloquialism But from taking that Nigerian guy away Good, keep blocking them Because borders are stupid and their white supremacist construct. That's all I wanted to say about that. Anyway, um, the um, so that's show your magnificence in terms of that. Big up yourselves, two slaps on you lot's chest. Um, and I also have a beautiful interview with Alake Pilgrim, who is an incredible author. Um, she Her debut uh, book is called Zoe and the Forest of Secrets. Alake is a Trinidadian um, baby girl. And this is like a middle grade book. So a little bit older, I think, than other books that I've talked about in terms of children's books previously. Uh, but it was a great, great conversation. So and the Forest of Secrets is set in Trinidad and it's um, it's described as being like Afrofuturist. Um, but yeah, Aleke is just lovely. So have a listen to the conversation and I'll catch you in a bit. Aleke is it. um, brilliant to be chatting with you. Congratulations on the publication. Yeah of your book
1: Zoe and the Forest of Secrets how's it feeling? Wow thank you so much for having me Kalechi it means the world that you invited me onto your podcast it it feels almost surreal Mm -hmm. the book to be out I've been writing it for so many years and it feels really really I know it sounds Mm -hmm. cliche but it really feels like a dream.
0: No, that's wonderful and your name is so interesting to me because my mum's name is the same.
1: Wait I've never met another lackey
0: yeah so my mom's name's the same so I saw it initially and I was just like are you Yoruba because yeah. that's
1: so so that's so I was like what um but then yeah how did it come about so my parent my actually my whole all of my family on my mom's side uh his her and her siblings decided they would all name their children African names they wow. had come out of the black power movement that time yes. in Trinidad and in the world. And they were like, no, no, all our children are having different African names. So what did they do? But buy a book, a name wow. book. And the book would give, you know, the origin, the uh, tribe and group that it belonged to and the meaning. Mm-hmm. And they all picked names for us. And mine happened to be Alake. And so whenever I meet Yoruba people, they're like, are you Yoruba? Hey, but girl! My name is Alake. <laughs> I will, My name <laughs> But that's a beautiful, I can't believe your mom. I I don't meet that many alakas. And so it's great to know that your mom has that name.
0: Yeah, that's her middle name.
1: So I saw it and I was like, oh. but yeah she she only heard that
0: um you know I refer to it um as Alake so Mm -hmm. that's like that's beautiful but that's by the by um coming from such a rich beautiful island full of history full of culture like Trinidad how did that kind of um influence and and kind of infuse itself into the book because that's what I see those on an island right
1: yeah, she is. And she's definitely on the island of Trinidad. I even call mm. it Trinidad. I didn't try to, to disguise it in any way because it's it's one of the main influences on the book. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like, yes, a lot of the book is set in nature. So it's set in like the swamps and the forests and the hills and the caves of the island. But really, Zoe and Adri, the two children who are the mm-hmm. main characters, they are Trini. They're Trinidadian mm-hmm. and their cultures and the the everything that has influenced the island the cultures from all around the world mainly Africa and Indian cultures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh are just it's just part of the book it's just part of their lives kind of naturally yeah yeah no it's beautiful I love it I love the the you know like just the richness
0: that of what you describe and it is described as afro um, Afrofuturism as well um how did you come about that aspect? Like, you know, what this is what I want to gift the young people because it's beautiful to have, um, you know, children of color, black children, be the protagonists in such an adventure, like a beautiful, at times even like scary adventure. Like you're reading yourself, like wow, but and and it's wonderful, you know. But um, what brought you to there? Like Afrof- um, Afro Afro um, Afrofuturism must also be in kind of like instrumental and integral to what what I'm writing.
1: Yeah, you know, again, it happened really naturally because, and I don't I hope no one um who is really steeped in Afrofuturism feels offended uh, because I'm not um as versed in that genre and in that uh that I know people have literally written treaties on this subject. So I'm just gonna say that naturally. What happened when I started writing this story, I realized that our lives are so intertwined with technology. I mean, AI and robotics, whether we call it that or we recognize it, are woven into every aspect of our lives. Genetic modification. The foods we eat are genetic often genetically modified. So to me it felt really natural that those futuristic seemingly but actually here um technological aspects would be woven in with the natural um and the environmental aspects of the book. So I yeah that was that was why. <laughs> no because it's amazing because um I think about the things that
0: I'm enjoying you know writing at the moment and there is that there is that element of just like Yes, I've got this protagonist. I've got this black protagonist um but here's what we're doing we're in we're in the now, but we're also not in this now you I, know kind I of like to. mingling it but yeah. to them it's a to them it's a now to them it's um it's a normal occurrence, but it's not we're we're somewhere else we're in a parallel somewhere where there are these powers and there are these you know abilities that we have um as black people and I think that there's something powerful in that, in us using our imaginations to present something different to the youth. Um, And that's why I was so excited to talk to you about Zoe and the Forest of Secrets, because it is that, like, you're gifting us something um, for our inner children, but um, more so you're, it's literally, because it's a middle grade book, right? So it's literally being This thing that's out there, this book, this imagination that's out there in the world that's been gifted to young children. Um, How did, you know, like in terms of choosing where it was going to sit, did you have a clear idea, like, oh, it's going to sit here in terms of middle grade, as um, as opposed to being younger or older? What made you go to that specific strata?
1: Yeah. I mean, just one quick thing on your first point I I have a Black child, you Mm -hmm. know, I have a Black son, and I just, really wanted a book and a a series of books that are coming up now from other authors Mm -hmm. as well where he could have adventures, man. Yes. Just just be the center of the magic. Like you're Mm. not on the periphery. You're not like a character that runs across the screen of the book for five seconds. And Mm -hmm. you are the star. And I think, um, I mean, of course, we have had uh, futuristic and sci-fi books for a while. I yes. mean, for adults, but now they've broken out in the middle grade uh, sphere in a big way. And of course, YA is a huge, um, fantastical world with lots of diverse characters. Mm-hmm. So that, that was exciting to me. Now, in terms of the age group, I definitely definitely. I'm just saying like nine plus. And I remember Good. this older lady was reading it and she laughed and she said, well, I'm definitely over nine. <laughs> I, like, I do feel like, um, that was the age at which a lot of the books I read at that age still stay with me. Same. Yes. Same. That's what, that's how it excited
0: me. I mean, you know, I it gave me uh, you know, like it gave me goosebumps. The You know, the series Goosebumps? Um, yes. It was that. It was like, oh, I'm in it. I'm I'm in this world. And there's there was a show. I think it was um, that upside down something. They used to have the theme tune and I think it was set in Australia. But it was just cool to see those things. But rarely was I as a black child in that. You know, I, I was yeah. You know, the start. I, yeah, I was just watching and I was reading. And even though um, the writer of Goosebumps would have written it in a particular way, where he's just writing, right? But I could also tell in that writing that it was a white child, I think, that was being written about. So you were reading it, you were engrossed in it, but you also knew that there was a limit to how far you could be involved in what was going on because it wasn't like your reality. So to be able to read Zo so and the uh, Forest of Secrets and feel like okay, I'm not from Trinidad, but I can relate more closely to this than all the other things that I read when I was younger. But you're right, it does stay with you. Those stories stay with you and they craft and they shape how you view the world in adulthood from
1: those adventures you had as a child in your mind. I won't lie, during the pandemic, I found myself reading children's books more than any other type of book. And I Mm -hmm. don't know if it was the need for the comfort or the nostalgia, but it was also just, it's the type of escape that still addresses real things. Mm -hmm. So the children's book we read, yes, they addressed lost. They addressed fear. They addressed, you know, parental and familial Uh, issues but Mm -hmm. in a way where you still felt like you were in another world and you could escape and deal with those issues in a way that was more fun and in a Mm -hmm. way that was more hopeful and so during the pandemic I was rereading all my uh, childhood books
0: (laughs) and loving them yeah that's something I want to do as well I want to sit down and go for because I'm reading like lots of you know new books wonderful as you say wonderful books that are coming about coming out for different age ranges and with my son now almost three I feel like I'm going on that adventure with him and I'm excited for the next book that he's going to read and I'm almost like tempted to be like let's read Zoe and the Forest of Secrets ah! <laughs> together I would love that <laughs> and then it's like well I know mm-hmm. it says you know it's middle grade but I know he'll get you know he'll get a lot of excitement for it he loves adventures but um It's just, you know, it's beautiful to have that um, be out there. In terms of your journey, you are an award-winning baby girl. Like, you're out here, you know, in different... The publishing of the book is incredible. But you've been
1: writing and you've been collecting the things. (laughs) So long. I feel like I've been writing for so long. The children that I visited at the schools were saying, Miss, when did you start writing? And I said so long when I was (laughs) eight years old. I mean, long before they were born. But, you know, I was talking to another writer the other night and just reflecting that uh, going to school for writing or winning this award or getting published, they're all moments that just pretty much gave you hope and the encouragement to keep going. Because writing is not, I mean, you know this, it's not Mm. anything in the arts, uh, creativity, uh, communication is not for the faint of heart. (gasps) Your your family (laughs) parents sometimes are like, what you do? And they worry. They can worry about you because you have to have that uh perseverance to ever see the things come to light. You know, and you know this, of course, very well. And so yeah, to, to see this book actually be published now and people can read it and we can discuss it and it's it's been a journey. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's why I'm always excited when um, and incredible
0: authors such as yourself were celebrating things, as you say, um, and it is definitely a journey. It's such a journey. Uh, and that's why I like celebrating incredible authors such as yourself because I understand that period where you're just like, you want to tell the world, like, look what I've done. But no, it's like you you just you wait. And it, before the look what I've done, it's the, does this make sense? Does right. this, is this ever going to happen? Is it, is it ever going to happen? Because the wait is wild. It's right. wild. And every other, it's just like, oh, don't worry. It'll be, and this date seems far, far away. And then before you know it, you're here. You're here now and you're in the moment. You're, you're, you're. It, and so it's it. taking that in because you've done such, you've done incredible work throughout the years, but to have this, to have this baby out in the world, you know,
1: congratulations for that thank you so much it feels special because it's for children too Mm -hmm. I feel like meeting the children in schools and talking with them sorry I'm getting emotional (laughs) but it's almost like my childhood self has as you were sharing we got to enjoy books and we got to enjoy adventures but we weren't often the stars yes and so that has changed so much in the last few years, thanks to the work of amazing filmmakers, amazing writers, many of whom I would love to call everybody's name, but yeah. I can't, you know, all the black uh um, the, the Black Panther uh people, yeah. all the people with Amari and the Knife Brothers, that author, yeah. Tola Okogu's wh- whose book is out now, Onike and the Academy of the Sun. I'm reading that now and wow. loving it. And okay, um, I'm check it out. Tristan Strong, that whole series. I mean, and then the Caribbean has had so many people fighting to get their books out. Josephine Against the Sea by Shakira Bourne is a beautiful MG fantasy from Barbados. But yeah, I mean, thanks to those people, our children know that they are the stars of their own stories. Yes. And it's like, it's priceless.
0: It's priceless. It's so, it's invaluable because... You know, these stories are the building blocks of our self-esteem. They are. And as you say, we were growing up not having to, we didn't get to see ourselves as the stars. So when you're putting those blocks together, what happens in adulthood is that you are, like I will read a casting breakdown for a role, um, an acting role, for instance, and it will say something like, "Um, we're looking for somebody, she's beautiful. It's sad because in my head, I've understood that they mean white. So I know that they're not. And if, oh, they're, if we're, if we're so up. lucky, they're just going to be a bit tanned. A little, you know, like a, <laughs> a little tanned, bit. Yeah, yeah. Just tanned. gently kissed <laughs> by the sun. Ever so gently kissed by the sun, you know. And that's sad that when you see the adjective beautiful, you wow. do not think that they are talking about you when they are doing these things. And so, I wonder, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to rather what it means for our children growing up in a world where that building block, they're not seeing that. If they see something that says beautiful, adventurous, da 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 they don't think that it's, it's not about them. They are very yeah. much like, oh, well, put <laughs> me, <laughs> me up, sign <laughs> me up, sign <laughs> me up.
1: Listen, this story it could have spaceships in it, it yes. could have monsters, it could have. Uh, animals this story could have you know it could be a tragic story it could be a, a totally happy joyful story yes. they're like sign me up it's yes. me I'm
0: yes, it's me yes.
1: i'm the star i'm the main character yeah. let's go um
0: and that is you know that's transformative so we can't take away from the fact that you are now more than ever a contributing um a, a contributing a kind of factor and person and energy life force into this transformative nature of how young people will g- um, grow to view themselves because they've had something like this to read and wow. you know i look forward for it be to being like an animation a series or, series oh, or a film from i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> from Man.
1: yes me too me too. I I see it. I see it all. Yes.
0: Yes and you wrote it in that way, it's very visual, it's very visual, even like the really um, sometimes scary kind of uh, manipulative at times adults that, you know, they encounter. Yeah. You I, you can visualise them, you can, oh, the, the way that they speak, like, it's so carefully crafted, the way that the characters speak, like, you could get the energy, the ages, the the backgrounds, it's truly gorgeous. It made me go, you know what, I book a tri- ticket to Trinidad, ah! I'm gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's what I wanted too. I wanted people to feel like, "Hey, this is a place," you know, because sometimes uh, Trinidad can get into the news for not necessarily all great things, you yeah. know. Uh, But I'm like, hey, this is a place with so much more. The Caribbean as a region, as you know, so much more. And so it would be wonderful. And I think those connections have been built already in the UK, Mm -hmm. right? Connections Mm -hmm. across the diaspora. Mm -hmm. People uh, from the continent and from the diaspora connecting, really seeing each other eye to eye, having those conversations, exploring Mm. each other's cultures, getting to know the areas where we're different. You know, I think bring it on. definitely but then and also the importance of publishers like nights of
0: being able to see the stories and understanding the value of having diverse stories yo because it's it's
1: it's it's it's, that that is that is the game changer it's the game changer do you know what it really showed me why we advocate so hard for there to be inclusive gatekeepers So people have been saying, hey, it's not just about having more authors from different backgrounds. It's about Mm -hmm. having more agents, editors, heads of publishing houses, Mm -hmm. business uh, runners. It's about having people in every field because ultimately a lot of the times it's those people that are deciding who gets through the door. Exactly. And, and, And truthfully, sometimes I think it's not even about conscious bias. It's just that people are generally drawn to what's familiar. Yes. If you just acknowledge that and realize, hey, these things, certain things might seem unfamiliar to me. They may not seem like they have a future. They may not. I don't know their audience. Then you want to bring as many people into the room with you to help you make a decision about something and sign off on something because they might have different information from you. Yes. Of really? I mean, when they won the British Book Awards, children so well deserved. Year, I was screaming in Trinidad. I'm just so proud of them. So happy for them. Aimé, who runs the company, Isha, the editor, Masai, who was the head designer for the book, and for so many others, all their authors. I mean, yes. It's it's super people over there. Super. It's 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 a it's a the it's a roster of heavy
0: hitters, you know. It's, they it's, it, heavy it's hitters beautiful because you know sometimes people like to do this thing where they go, Oh, but you know, we don't want to just choose people and then the books aren't good. And it's like, but why do you assume it's only the white books that are good? Because more time you put in you're putting out things that aren't even that great, like let's all be honest now, like let's stop playing games, so don't don't try it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we now have you know publishers like nights off where hit after hit after hit Hit after after hit hit. it was like this is proof this is proof really just the amazing the amazing talent that is out there that you know for decades centuries even (laughs) has gone unnoticed like we are storytellers by default we we passed on our histories orally so why do you think that we can't translate or transpose those same stories into written form with illustrations and all of that. We have beautiful art and we, we, we are
1: a diaspora that has incredible art. So putting all of these things together. It's all just, facts. It's beautiful. All facts. It's beautiful. Everything you just said, all facts. And, you know, I, I really, I think that nice of and other inclusive publishers and booksellers mm-hmm. are just showing, like Afroi books, like round table books, yes, which yes, also runs. They're just showing, hey, diversity inclusivity is not about doing anybody a favor, it's doing yourself yes. a favor, do yourself yes. a favor, and connect to the world and uh, explore the uh, millions of stories that are not yet told that people are yes. hungry for, do mm-hmm. yourself a favor, you know, and then yeah, and open yourself up to that, yeah no but uh, it's it's it's
0: incredible work so i know that we've got so in the forest of secrets and then you have another book um as part of your deal so that's that's yeah yeah. okay next next summer
1: 2023 yes probably june as well i'm so excited well we'll be back here again (laughs) we'll be back here again hopefully in
0: person because you know you're hopefully in person will do We'll do it again because at every point we must celebrate at every point. Like we must, we must amplify and we must like, yeah, be in that moment, really be present in that moment and take it all in. Like you deserve
1: all of this. It's, it's amazing. Thank you so much, Kelechi. And what you have been doing, it has not gone unnoticed. You're appreciated and you're loved. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. So
0: I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with myself and Alakette. <laughs> having my mommy's name. She's got my mommy's name. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. It was great to chat about. Representation, representation in the best way, not representation for the sake of just moving mad. And it was just, it's great to have honest conversations about what it is to publish a book, what it is to be a writer, what it is. I need to get more illustrators on of the show. I feel like I talk to a lot of like writers and stuff, but you're probably like Dapo. Dapo is the obvious choice. I want to get Dapo on the show, but you know, Dapo's a busy guy. He's busy, like single handedly, like changing the publishing industry. So we'll see if he has time upon doing all the other bits that he's doing and being a baby boy but um yeah I do want to get more of those people on the show but two slaps on your chest I like it for doing um such beautiful beautiful work with Zoe and the Forest of Secrets it's out so please do go and check it out um yeah it's gorgeous so yeah please do go and check it out it's a fantastic story um and like I said it kind of gives you that kind of um for me gave me like that sort of goosebumps vibe but this time like actually centering a black child um so that was very lovely anyway let me pick up the uh the second of this week's show sponsors who are wine 52 yeah that's wine 5-2 um, how would you like to basically have uh, an exceptional case of wine for free well of course you would that's why uh, the good people at wine 52 are offering you um, uh, 32 pounds worth a case of wine for free simply go to wine com slash straws that's wine, eh, not Dusty Wine, my girl, Dusty Wine, w-i-n-e-5-2.com forward slash straws. And cover the £5.95 um, postage costs and you'll receive a case of three carefully selected wines from the Puglia region of Italy. Wine Fifty Two is a wine discovery club that visits a different region, a different wine region, every month. And so their wine experts handpick three wines from the best independent wineries in um, the region to send to their members. You can customize your case to your taste by choosing from white, red, or a mixture of styles. Also included in their mag is their magazine. They've got a magazine called Glug, 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 uh, which delves into the wine, uh, winemakers, and regions. Plus, each case comes with two tasty snacks. Max, but it doesn't come with me (laughs) after your free case you'll be part of the monthly wine club no minimum commitment you can try it and see what you think if it's not for you pause or cancel at any time so remember that's www.wine52 so that's wine52.com forward slash straws to claim your case today um and yeah I just hope that you um you know and enjoy that you know enjoy it have a that's if you drink of course if you don't that's perfectly fine but you know if you do or you want to you know hook up your friends when they come for dinner or whatever you know check it out yeah so anyway let's get to so you mad it's funny that um i'd be like oh we're getting to so you mad but it's funny that last week i was telling you that i used to work at a call center and i was selling blinds you know like window blinds and i was selling wines as well and look at me now on this podcast also telling you about wine oh my god full circle moment anyway so you mad real housewives of atlanta very interesting Kenya annoys me because Kenya thinks that she's smart as in Kenya Moore she thinks she's smart but she's rarely making the points that she thinks she's making so she was talking about um you know last week she was talking about oh you know she wants Mark to um something happened with Mark and see Mark seeing Brooklyn their daughter and um People were saying like, "Well, if he's behaving like he doesn't want to see the child, then why you don't have you don't have to keep taking her there? You don't have to do that." And she's like, "No, fathers need to, uh, no daughters need their fathers for self esteem." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Of course they need their parents to, um, you know." Um, help them and facilitate a a healthy environment but the way that she phrased it just sounded so ridiculous and I was watching it thinking am I the only one that's clocked that that just sounds fucking stupid but somebody actually wrote a good tweet about it and they were like no what you're doing by constantly pushing um Brooklyn onto Mark who's giving this vibe that he doesn't want to see her is that you're teaching her to keep pursuing men who show little interest in her or you know or in her life it's just very very weird and I'm glad that somebody articulated it in such a way because Kenya honestly a bird it says here they um it was your girl tweets they wrote kenya you're teaching your daughter to chase men who don't make time for her if mark does not take the initiative to spend quality time with his daughter fine but don't teach a black girl to be desperate for any man's attention even her own father make him chase her and i feel like that was a point oh she needs to see him i don't want to do that the way she said it like oh she's a bird As for Drew saying that, basically insinuating that, um, was it um, LeBron James that she was basically insinuating wanted her at some point. She was like, oh, he would listen to my music before the games. That's when the story went left. I feel like in life, if you're going to, you know, exaggerate a truth, don't go too far the moment she said, oh, you know, before his games, he would listen. And even didn't he have a high school sweetheart that he's been with all of this these years? Is it Savannah or someone that like, he's been with her all of these years? So when did he have time to be chasing you? But then again, these ballers, they find time. But I don't know uh, how LeBron's been moving. I don't know about any of that. But it's the fact that she said that story with chess. And I'm like, do you want to get sued? Because those are some allegations but then she didn't say his name she said the king of the NBA so it's what it is but you could see Ralph like really perking up because you know that's you know that kind of story would rub him up the wrong way he always he just looks very like unhinged to me he's weird he just looks dangerous um so yeah just I don't I really don't know what to make of uh, Real Housewives so far but I just feel like Sonia is it Sonia she's about to join Bad Gang because she's the, the way she approached Drew About whatever she felt that she needed to say to her About her attitude It's like oh I was going to say it to you earlier upstairs Well earlier upstairs when you were using my makeup artist You didn't feel the need to tell me that you think I'm moving mad You waited till we got downstairs In front of the rest of the girls to say it Like I know that you run fast But I can throw things I can throw things at your head So like let's all be serious You know um, Yeah I don't, I don't like that But Sonia I will maintain That her husband is point Um, and he likes to keep quiet which is always a good thing for I think for a house husband or whatever you call whatever you would call them just be quiet don't say too much because it really ruins the mystique Um, Todd don't know what he's been getting up to to be yeah to be honest and Candy I feel like we're seeing more of more tension with her and her relationship this season which hasn't been there for quite a while Um, you know gone are the days of her mum moving mad So it was interesting to kind of see the tensions between um, her work and her career and her saying that, you know, um, she doesn't end up having much sex with Todd because she's, you know, flying here, there, everywhere for her various business ventures. So, um, yeah, it was all very, it was all rather interesting, I would say. And then the next story for So You Mad that I saw and I thought was very, very wild. Where is it? I just need people to stop talking shit, um, about fat women and just stop making up stories or trying to make up things that they're not actually factual. You're just saying whatever you like. And it's really, it's really bothersome, um, because somebody should be able to say, oh, Hey, I think that, um, I think you should shut the fuck up, but not enough people uh, do say that clearly that's part of the problem. Um, let's see here. Where is it? Here we go
2: just basic things the attitude of so many women that i see women you can't even get women now days to bring their man a plate rub his feet just basic things the attitude of so many women that i see now is they don't want to cater to a man in any it's almost like it's a dirty word it's they don't want to compete for a man they want him to just pick her cuz she's so special but it's too much competition there's too much out here what are you doing to outbeat the competition what are you doing to win over a man and a lot of women, they don't want to do it. They want to have attitudes, you know, not be in, you know, work on themselves in any kind of way, physically, mentally, spiritually, just think they just, just just show up. Me being alive, being a woman with a vagina is enough for, for a man to choose me, accept me as I am. All the men need to change. All the men need to stop being this way. But us women, we're perfect out the womb. We're perfect just because we're born. We're, we're perfect beings. And it's all these men, but that. I can't. I just, but that's good news for me because I'm going to compete, and as, I'm glad that they've taken themselves out out the competition. That's less work for me.
0: It's truly less work for you, you stupid cow, you really silly cow like i get so tired of these um patriarchal princesses like jumping up and thinking that they're speaking facts and like at every point you're just like do you not hear that you sound extremely ridiculous but no they clearly don't and actually this one is good friends with well she took a picture with kevin (laughs) samuel sorry (laughs) Oh, she took a picture with Kevin Samuels before he took the elevator to hell. Um, And so she's of that ilk, you know, the femininity coaches and we need to compete for men of all the things that we can water. Vegetables. You know, like but there are so many other things that one could be like, oh, I need that for my survival. I might compete for that well we shouldn't have to you shouldn't really have to compete for water but then look at flint michigan like it's wild but um but there are so many other life giving things that i feel like would be more important to compete for but it's men that you want to compete for men it's so wild it's just like oh that's less for me because i'm gonna compete oh they, they don't rub their feet anymore they don't make them, they don't make them, a, a fix them a plate anymore. Like, do you want a man or do you want a child? Well, these days, you know, it can be one and the same, but there are wonderful men out there. Don't get it twisted. There are incredible men out there, but I don't even feel like these are the men that she's talking about. And patriarchal princesses will do these things Because she's not talking to other women in this situation She's actually not talking to other women Because she doesn't want the competition You deep it She doesn't want the competition What she's making here is a declaration of her allegiance to the fuckery Like she's making her allegiance known to the fuck boys That oh I will do all of these things And I will rub your feet And I will lie down on the floor So you can step on my head I will do all of- Do you want to kick me in my pussy? You can kick me in my pussy Yeah, yeah, whatever makes you happy. Like in a relationship, I think that care is reciprocal. So I rub your feet today, you rub my feet tomorrow, whatever, you know, like it's there's reciprocity or whatever you like, you might not like your feet being rubbed, but whatever it is, like there's reciprocity there. But all of this, um, Baby, I know you're working hard. I want to let you know that I'm I'm, on other time. What you do? I'm I'm, going to show you. My life would be purposeless without you. God forbid. God forbid. I don't know if I need to reassure you. My life would be purposeless without you. God, when I put my purpose in a man. Everybody vacate the building. Vacate this earth immediately. God, when I put my purpose in a man. Fast, fast. Let's get off this earth. No. Like, that is not where... (laughs) My life will be purposeless without you. Ah, if I want it, huh, you can have it. Huh. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> no, no. I promise you. Keep my ha- no. I won't do. No, no. And that's me. Like, I feel like I love dressing up. I love looking cute. I love a long uh, a lingerie. Not even lingerie. I love a lingerie. I love a lingerie. Right? Um those things but I feel like again like I said it's about reciprocity I just oh I, there's something about just the I, the way that she phrased all of that I didn't even see her name she's just a light-skinned woman with um some Auntie Lizzie 99p hair extensions on her head um just talking Oh, so are they faux locks yeah they look like Auntie Lizzie faux locks they don't look like her real hair no they're faux locks um just talking the botox stopping her from showing her sheer desperation um at putting out this statement because that's on we call them pick me's for a reason they're never talking to the other women they're just trying to let these fuck boys know that i'm not like the other women choose me choose me i'm gonna compete and if that's what your life is Fine, but life should be easy. But because capitalists, uh, capitalism has crawled into your clitoris and then used that to find its way into your brain, you feel like this is a good thing. Let me let everybody know, like, you, what you want to live a life of constant competition for man. And that after you'll do everything and do everything, but the kind of man that you are chasing, that you are competing for will still choose the next thing. Because as far as they're con- concerned, all you are is a lifeless trophy, just a shiny, shiny, lighty. That's it. And even if you're not light, like, that's all you are. And when she talks about, oh, they have attitudes, it's so anti-black because you know that they're not talking about um, white women. Whenever light-skinned women or just um, um, black people use this sort of phrasing, I feel like misogynoir is deeply entrenched in it. Um, and then when she's saying this as a light-skinned woman, it, to me, there is an element of colorism to it as well. In my in my personal opinion, but it just is wild. I remember seeing that other one that was talking about, oh, um, men don't go for slim women, or it might have been her again. But basically, like men don't go for slim women because you know they know that. It's a two way caring thing. They go for um fat women. That's the one I was actually looking for, and then I ended up with this one. But she's like, oh, they end up with um fat women, and um, because they know that fat women, or they what they exude is that oh, I'll care, I'll care for you, I'll look after you, um that sort of vibe. And I'm just like, but you're a liar. You're a liar. And if you just feel like you you are that desperate to be loved, just say that. But making up all of these stories is just absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, that's the one I was looking for That basically keep um, fat women out of your mouth And just focus on you Because it seems like a lot of projecting And I just need you to focus on you But just her other message Just seemed like it was Just hating other women across the board, basically So we got there in the end We got something that needed to be said And I've said it Look at me just talking from the delirium of tiredness Um yeah so there was that so you mad and then what else did i see that was um interesting why are they all american i need to diversify my feed lol um yeah so i found this one he hilarious So there's a woman in, I think it's, yeah, it's in Missouri. A Missouri woman was awarded $5.2 million in a settlement from insurance company Geico after contracting a sexually transmitted disease from her partner in his vehicle, which was insured by the company, court documents show The Missouri Court of Appeals upheld that award this week. A woman, a, count, a Jackson County resident, said she contracted human papillomavirus, papilloma, human papilloma HPV, from her partner, according to court documents. On Tuesday, the Missouri Court of Appeals filed an opinion confirming the initial Jackson County Circuit Court arbitration award fi- um, finding against GEICO. In February 2021, the woman, anonymously identified in documents as Mo, submitted a petition to Geico directly. She alleged that her sexual partner negligently caused or contributed, or contributed to cause, um, to be to cause to be infected with HP, um, HPV by not taking proper precautions and neglecting to inform and or di- um, disclose his diagnosis, according to doc- court documents. And um, that his insurance policy provided coverage for her injuries and losses. Ooh, she was smart for that one. She made a final settlement uh, of offer of one million dollars to resolve her claims, the documents say. In April 2021, Geico uh, uh, denied coverage and refused her settlement offer. According to the Missouri Court of Appeals filing, Um, the case was then sent to an arbitrator. The arbitrator determined that there was sexual activity in insured um, automobile that directly caused or directly contributed to cause the woman to be infected with HPV. Despite her former partner's knowledge of his positive HPV diagnosis, according to the filing, The arbitrator subsequently submitted that $5.2 million would fairly compensate the woman for damages and injuries. Geico then appealed the Jackson County Circuit Court's confirmation of the arbitration award, asserting that the court didn't give Geico a meaningful opportunity to defend its interests. Um, The three judge panel responsible for reviewing the appeal confirmed the circuit court's settlement decision of $5.2 million, despite Geico's appeal efforts, according to the filing. Um... At the time of GEICO's intervention, liability and damages had been determined by an arbitrator and confirmed by the trial court. GEICO had no right to re-litigate those issues. The panel also wrote that GEICO could have defended its interests by entering a defense um, of the insured individual. GEICO did not take advantage of this opportunity and instead denied coverage and refused to um, defend the insured. Um, Wow. But you see how GEICO played themselves? Because initially. My girl only wanted one million. She wanted one million. They were like, no, we're not covering that. We're not have it. We're not have that. That's what they said, we're not have that. Um and so an arbitrator got involved and he was like, actually, let's do five point two. Let's do five point two. I think it's cute. I think it's a mood. I think it's a moment. Let's do five point two million dollars. And now they have to give this woman five point two million dollars. Insurance is wild. Because if she had not had sex with him in that car, then the insurance wouldn't have covered. How does somebody think of that so quickly or not even quickly, but how do they think of that? Like, well, I contracted this from you in your car. Your car is insured. I have now been injured, as it were, um, due to your negligence because negligence, like he was aware that he had it and he didn't disclose it to her. So I feel like that isn't that a federal crime as well? Or is it only certain infections? But he was well aware, and he still had sex with her, and that happened. And now she's going to have five point two million dollars. Wow, that's what I mean about so you mad? Like I don't even have um a, a smart quirky comment. I'm just in awe of how law works and how she's able to get that. So that's just case in point. If I'm in your car and I even hit my elbow I'm going to your insurance company no I'm joking I won't but um yeah well I think is that all I have for So You Mad um yeah that's all I have for So You Mad so in Start Your Motors I don't really have loads to say you know I don't really have loads to say I didn't really get to well I didn't get to watch the race but obviously I kept up with I was reading it like a geek that's what I do like look at my life when it comes to F1 I'm such oh I'm such a waste man Like. I was, you know, trying to read everything in between um, when, you know, our shoots and when my makeup and hair was being done. But overall, I guess it was an exciting race. I just feel bad for Ferrari, you know, like when you were doing sugar and spice and all things nice to create this year's car, this year's um, Ferrari, you didn't sprinkle consistency. And that is the problem because why, why are your cars smoking up and down the place? Like, what is this? it's not a barbecue. Why are your car smoking? It's wild. Uh uh uh. And then to then, for all of that Higgy Hagger to happen, and then Verstappen wins again, Perez second, but Perez got fastest lap anyway. So just goes to show that he's not playing. When he declared that he's now seeing it in his sights for him to, um you know, compete for the championship. Go for it, baby boy. Go for it. And to that uh, waste woman who was talking about, oh, um, I want to compete. These are the kind of competitions that you should be entering. If you want to compete, go and drive for the W Series. Go and do something, you know, useful with your energy of competition. Don't squander it on chasing cocky. Use it properly. Ugh. Um, So, yeah, the fact that Verstappen won and both um Ferrari cars did not finish, that is disgraceful. So as much as Ferrari has a fast car you know, that lack of consistency, having problems with their power unit and whatever the fuck. It just, it's not the mood. It's really, really not. And I really don't want to keep seeing Red Bull where I'm seeing Red Bull. But I think that the only reason that's happening is because Mercedes honestly needs to get their act together. Any of you Mercedes um, engineers who are listening to this, I'm begging you. I am on my knees. I'm on my knees begging you, please. Fix the W13. you I cannot let myself be disgraced in front of my enemies or because of Formula One. Please sort this car out. Because for two hours, that car was going boom-boom-boom, boom-boom-boom, into Lewis's back. If you lot discombobulate that man, I will go and fight Toto personally. Let Toto Wolf know that you are a wolf, baby. I am a lion. Let's not play. Well, I'm a tiger. I'm the year of the tiger. Either way, you get it. Yeah, I'm around. Sort it out. This, uh, like, two hours, the poor poisoning, as in the bouncing of the car, the bouncing of the W13 is such that he's screaming in pain through the driver's radio. Why is it bouncing? Why is it jumping, jumping when it's not a Destiny's Child track? Why? Mercedes leave this car at home. I don't even know where to go next but you lot can finish the song for me because the car you know the track is full of ballers and the grid is full grown (laughs) leave the W13 with your friends because all it does is uh uh jumping jumping no but honestly that car needs to not it's just i don't know engineering i don't have that that kind of like mathematical understanding but you lot do that last you lots job so do it because why is it doing my back my back my back my blood clot back ray and now you, you know he really can't drive like but he he did well he got lewis hamilton got driver of the day because he started in p7 like in the seventh on the grid and he finished fourth, George Russell made podium, he got third, but that's because signs. and Leclerc had to go night-night, um, I don't even want to speak on Verstappen anymore, because I've wished him so much bad, but you know, he keeps, this season might just be for him in it, but I, if Mercedes can sort it out in time, maybe we have a chance, but I don't like wh- what the driver standings look like at the moment, I like, I love it for Perez, I love it for Russell, but I want to see a shift in who's number one, um, and I need Hamilton to move from where he is immediately, um, but I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to going home, um, you know, getting myself all nice and comfy at home, and um, watching the highlights, or so just watching the race, because I've got Now TV, is it Now TV that i got, I, I'll just watch the whole thing, you know, um, chill, chilling under my duvet, and see what I think of the race as a whole, so maybe I might update you on what I think once I finally had a chance to like watch it, but based on what everybody was saying, it was good that, um, Hamilton was made, uh, could make use of the virtual safety car when it came out, um, to go to pit and to do all the So, you know, that kind of, uh, the safety car has worked out for him in this race where it hasn't in previous races, but you know, I just want, I just want better, I just want better for Lewis I really really do. Anyway, the driver standings are as follows. No, that's the team standings. The driver standings are as follows. Verstappen is first. <laughs> Perez is second on so Verstappen's first on at the top of the uh, standings at 150 points. Perez has shot up and he's at 129 points. So he won last race and now he's um he came, he was second so he got P2 he was second on um Uh, this, this race. So he's doing really well. Leclerc has dropped down um, from the top of the standings. He's on 116 points. George Russell is on 99 points. Carlos Sainz is on 83 points. Hamilton is on 62 points. So we need quite a lot of points. We need Hamilton to win like, we need Hamilton to win like four races straight away for us to have a fighting chance at this but then I keep saying that I feel like he'll win the race that I'm at which race will I be at well find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z um Norris has 50 points Bottas has 40 points um Ocon has 31 points and Gasly has 16 points so that's the that's interesting is that the top 10 very interesting times and the team standings we've got red bull on 279 points ferrari on 199 points and mercedes on 161 points which isn't bad and if you look at the jump from mercedes to mclaren mclaren is on 65 points so look how much clear mercedes is because i know that um mclaren also had some issues this um this race as well um It seems like everybody was having a hard time. I know that, was it Alfa Romeo, um, Guanyu, Joe, uh, Joe Joe Guanyu, his car had to be retired, was it? Um, I'll go back and look at the whole thing, but I'm literally just talking off vibes at this moment. But I'll go and look at the whole thing. But yeah, McLaren's on 65, Alpine is on 47, Alfa Romeo's on 41, so they've switched places, it looks like. Alfa Tauri's on 27, Haas is on 15, 15, Aston Martin's on 15 and Williams is on three doing is are they doing better than last season and i think they might because um that we had um what was the race was it hungary where it was just raining like a motherfucker um so yeah they had those weird points from that race um before russell joined uh mercedes so i don't have too much to say and i don't like to talk if i don't know what i'm talking about so i'm gonna go and watch the race um Properly and take it in from there but it's a shame For Leclerc because to have pole position At this rate Leclerc should just not Want pole position because it just doesn't really Seem to work out for him every time Um, So it's something for him to Consider pole might not be Your bag babes but um, I don't want Lewis to Continue being Sir Lewis good as For them um, Hamilton because Of my back my back my blood clot, back Because of the way that the car is doing Boom 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 Boom, boom! Into his back. That's horrible. Having, if you think about the speed that they're driving at and the force of that happening to his back constantly, like I don't know if he's much of a dancer. I don't know if he might do like that kind of like I don't know white boy dancing. I don't know. I don't. I don't know him personally. But even if he wanted to, kind of like you know, shock out. Now he can't even shock out because you're destroying his lumbar vertebrae. So put Total Wolf on notice. Hand that man back to the civilians at the end of his contract with his back intact and sort out that fucking car that's all I have to say on that okay well let's move to um straw of the week my straw of the week is um I think you lot sent me something as well you sent me so many straws for different things let me read yours before I go into my straw of the week I think that that is useful um it says oh oh okay Hello Kalechi, I fractured a finger last week, so my straw is being sent out via voice note. Okay, let's see.
3: Hello Kalechi,
0: it's Noria, and I'm
3: back again, not for another tarot reading. Although I would say once again, thank you for that and thank you for creating a space where we can be our honest, authentic selves. But I am back today to hand out a straw of the week to the fucking Nigerian government. Now, yesterday there was a shooting at a church in the middle of mass, right? And almost 30 people are dead. Older people, younger people, babies, children, entire families have been wiped out. It's been devastating. I'm still reeling from the news. but. This special straw of the week. And because, see, Nigerians came through. People in Owo and in Ondo State, which was where the shooting happened, they came through, you know, donated blood, were there for um, the survivors, right? Trying to ensure that they did make it through. And yet, what did our Useless. Absolutely useless. Good for nothing. It would never be well for him or his family, his overpopulated big goat ass head <laughs> of a president. Do you know what it is? Like, other than giving the meaningless, absolutely meaningless, oh, we're so sorry for the loss, our hearts are saddened, this light and this, that, this darkness must not be allowed to prevail, yada, yada, yada. Barely hours after that, his fucking ass was in Abuja, welcoming the fucking ass governors of his political party for them to have banquets and do yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the fucking greedy pieces of shit that they are. So, yes, this, this straw goes out to Mohammad Buhari because fuck you. I'm not even going to give you that precedent title, you piece of shit. To the vice president, Yemi Oshivanjo, who was also there opening his stupid ass teeth like he's in the middle of a close-up commercial. To all the fucking ass president, uh, all the fucking ass governors and all the um, house of rep members who were there when Nigeria is like bodies were not fucking cold in the in the mug. People were still fighting for their lives, but they were there eating and stuffing their fucking ass cheeks and their big, over-swollen belly that is full of all the money and all the resources and the lives that they've stolen from Nigeria, from Nigerians. So yes, fuck all of them. Straw to every single one of them. Fuck you. Thank you, Kelechi. And I hope you have a fantastic swell week, you know, because you're that bae and you deserve it it's
0: moria and i'm back again that is wow thank you moria thank you thank you because those things need to be said like the way that you cast them out only a nigerian could like beautiful beautifully done because it is wild it is wild and i've always said like Buhari is a useless president like he's literally um he's a glorified travel blogger when does he stay in Nigeria and help Nigerians deal with their problems and 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 free Nigerians of this weird violent cycle um that is um an offshoot of um colonial presence right when 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 do we address that you know that people have just been shot during mass At this Catholic church or whatever, these fucking idiots went in there and just started shooting people and killing people. And then you go ahead with your function, you go ahead with your luncheon or whatever, you go ahead with it, knowing that your citizens have been killed. And you go ahead and you still eat small chops. You still wanna eat small chops. You still wanna eat spring roll, knowing that your people have died disgusting disgusting behavior but it just goes to show the apathy that a lot of governments have for their citizens and this is why they can no longer continue to um, um inhabit um the spaces that they have they have to be ousted because this is not fair we can't continue to live like this it's not okay like nigeria deserves better this world we all deserve better than the fuckery that we're having to um compete with at the at the moment, we're literally competing for our lives, and then there are certain girlies competing for cock. Woo! Jesus, of Abuja and surrounding areas, save your boys because they are doing the worst. They're doing the worst. Um, yeah, that's uh. Thank you for that straw of the week. My straw of the week goes out to the Mount the Mount is a prison in the UK. Um, and I have a personal, I have personal issues with them that I will drag them up and down one day, one day, especially their wayward governor. I'm going to tell her about her clerk one day or another. But, um, the main thing is just how the prison industrial complex is just so horrible. And, it stops people from having lives basically. When somebody goes to prison, it's not just them that go to prison, you as the person who's their relative or whatever, it's almost like you are also in some kind of confinement, like your life doesn't operate at its full capacity because of um, you worrying about them and your proximity to them and your um, awareness of how the um, institution that they're in is constantly failing them and putting them in harm's way that is harrowing to experience but anyway HMP the mount uh, put out a tweet and they said important notice incoming prisoner mail from tw- Monday 20th of June the mount will only accept cards from funky pigeon and moon pig and photographs from free prints any sent directly from family slash friends will be put in stored property please read more in the attached letter And um, they basically said HMP The Mount is committed towards providing a safe and secure environment for both the men in our care and the staff that work within. We have become increasingly concerned with the threat presented by psychoactive substances. Such substances represent a significant health, um, safety and stability risk to both the working and living environment. We have, after much deliberation, concluded that as of Monday, 20th of June, cards and photographs will only be accepted from trusted sources such as specified below. All cards must be sent via Funky Pigeon and or Moon pig. Cards sent directly from family and friends will be placed, placed in stored property. Photographs must be sent from free prints. Those sent directly from family and friends will be placed in stored property. All other incoming posts will continue to be photocopied with the exception of legal correspondence, which will be subject to rapid scan testing prior to issue. This will allow you to maintain positive contact with your family, share important events while keeping us all safe. Thank you. Paul Crossley. Oh, they've changed governors. Oh, interesting. I changed governors. Paul Crossley, governor. Was it Pro- Paul Crossy? Well, you've made me cross, Paul. Um, anyway, that's one thing, right? But they suggested Moonpig. So one of the largest UK jo- donors to the Tory party is actually the owner of Moonpig. So isn't it interesting how they all work together and how we say that when you think about prisons and you think about jails, whatever, all of these things, and you're just like, well, it's there and it's rehabilitative. It was never meant to be. It's not. It's punitive. And it's there as a, it's literally there as another money-making machine. We see how it works in America. It's a big business in America. Prisons are a big business. So they're always going to be looking for people to fill them. And how do they get that? by these authorities like police and 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 a crooked judicial system helping them to fill these places disproportionately with people who are non-white really but then we come into the UK space and it's funny how um the owner of Moon Pig can be one of the Tory party's biggest donors and so of course of course um jo- uh, Bons- uh Bo- I was I was going to say um Johnson Boris or um Joris Bonson yeah Joris Bonson would say that what we should do is build more prisons because how is that gonna help us it's not gonna help us it's gonna help him and his friends to keep making money and they're gonna need to fill those prisons so they're gonna be going up and down the road looking for black boys specifically black boys and men to fill these prisons with looking for um you know when it comes to women as well same thing like how many of them can we can we stuff in there oh they've got they're neurodiverse yep get them in there get them all in there then they can't they can't scream and shout for help get them all in there oh they're young and they're trying to find their way yep get them in there as well get them into the system as soon as possible because the sooner they become institution institutionalized and be a part of that system they're always going to come back here because they won't feel quote-unquote normal in the outside world as they see it and that is why we have to start looking at these um in, like these institutions as the violent violent um machines that they are and you know earlier i was saying about how do you beat the beat up the robot these are one of the robots that need to like the, these are one of the robots that need to be beaten and for that to happen we have to have a firm understanding of how this in prison industrial complex, like how it functions in the UK specifically, and there are people who are better versed at this than me, who are, than I am, who have been doing this research for ages. But it's about looking at that, looking at the school to prison pipeline, and really addressing the ways that teachers are interacting, schools are interacting with the children that they want to push into these systems in order to make um, Joris Bonson and his brethrens money. Because something is not right. It's not okay. And obviously there are real health concerns because basically the reason that they're stopping letters and things from coming in is because um, a lot of prisoners have been dying from taking spice. So what's done is like letters will be sent and um, from people who will spray certain substances, um, these kind of like psychoactive substances onto the letters that they're, that they're sending. And the prisoners, um, the um, these people who are in prison will then um, tear up the papers and then smoke them. But they have really, really extreme um, reactions to it. And you never know what's going to happen. And a lot of them have died from spice out there I mean, sorry, in there and out here like right? They've died from it So I understand wanting to um, curb that happening But why are you pushing people to go and pay for shit? that's the issue. If you want to care for people, you want to care for people. Free prints is actually all right. I don't mind free prints too much because if you um kind of like bank a lot of photos from your camera roll or whatever, they will send it directly for you. So I've been using them here and there. So free prints, mm, I'm not too mad at it, but Moonpig, are you saying you have to use Moonpig or you have to use this and that so they can come and take your money? Like, if people have family who are in these situations, there is a likelihood, probably a high likelihood that their household income might not be that much because we know that you're not sending the middle-class girlies and boyos to these, um, um, you know, to these um, institutions. You're not. You're saying that you don't want to ruin their life. So think about the people's lives that you are ruining and what is their general household income likely to be. And you're telling them now Like during a cost of living crisis That if you want to communicate With your loved one You need to buy this card And how is that going to affect their finances And probably the children That they're looking after And we know that constant, like, constant communication Frequent communication Between prisoners and their families Really helps to alleviate A lot of the anxiety and the depression That these people face When they are inside And you're like, what you're doing Is likely to cut that off I mean, in the case of the Mount, I have been told that they have given um, quite a few of the prisoners. Um, I hate calling them that, but quite a few of the people they've given them. Um, they've given them laptops and stuff so they can um, communicate via email. But I remember like when I would be sending emails, I have to you I had to use this um, system. I've forgotten what it's called. Email a prisoner email a prisoner I think it is the site and so you, you top it up with your money and then you can email and then the emails printed out and, and given to them but now that some of them have laptops I think it's loaded onto the computers or the laptops that they have but there are many issues that I have with the mount specifically but I just think that this is a heavy-handed approach because the way that you have free prints you should also align yourself and com- collaborate with um, um, an organization or whatever a company that lets you send free greeting cards because all you're doing is encouraging a cycle of poverty by saying that people need to pay to send their families like what if your your child wants to draw you a card they can't send it to you now because of the fear of spice I get it but at least let there be a way that they that they're not having to pay like money like money's not being made right now life is tough for a lot of people and when you start seeing how everybody's connected in this weird web in terms of these filthy Tory donors and the filthy Tories themselves And how they're linked to um, these um, systems and institutions That their only aim is to oppress further And to upkeep, you know, keep up a cycle that is not beneficial to anybody And it's not conducive of a healthy society Then you start to see that a lot of shit is fucked And you have to get to it at the root Um, and I hope that that's what's done eventually. I feel like I've talked enough. I think that's a great place to end it. Um, live show, as you know, 25th of September, get your things, get your things, get your tickets and get your stuff. I know some of you were waiting for a next payday, get your things, get your stuff. Um, and yeah, that's that. Um, I've been car for, and this has been S-Y-M, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your Mum. You can follow me on at Kalechi or at Say Your Mind Pod. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash car for, And um, yeah, if you want to get the tickets, you'll find the link in the show notes as well. So I think that's me. Yeah, catch you on the flip side.
1: Peace. It's the fence, Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy hard hot tongue's calling for your long throats. You might learn something you never I know, know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say
3: you mind.